0: Hello, 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 and welcome in to episode number 87 of the Sports Kiki podcast. My name is Alex Reamer. Great to have you along for this week. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday indeed. Uh, wow, what a week it's been in our world, huh, with the John Gruden story. Uh, it all started late last week when the Wall Street Journal published one email in which John Gruden made a racially disparaging remark about NFLPA head Demoris Smith, and then late Monday, well, not late Monday night, mid-Monday night, around, I think it was 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, somewhere around there, the New York Times published a new batch of these John Gruden emails, uh, in which he made many homophobic, sexist, and just downright hateful remarks. He called NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell the F-word. He also referred to Goodell as an anti-football pussy. He railed against the Rams drafting Michael Sam in 2014, saying the NFL was pushing them and pressuring them to draft quote-unquote queers. He ripped on players who knelt during the national anthem. Uh, Pretty much any ignorant, moronic, idiotic talking point and juvenile insult that you can think of, uh, especially if it veers towards the sexist and homophobic side of things, Uh, they were likely in these Gruden emails, many of which were sent to former Washington team president Bruce Allen. Uh, And Gruden, as soon as these emails came out Monday night, did indeed resign as coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So there are many angles to this, and I'd like to explore all of them during the time we have together, but don't worry, I'll be succinct. I know that some of this has been talked about quite a bit over the last several days, but still got to get my two cents on this. And this story is not going away. I think the story could only get bigger as the weeks go on because, as we'll talk about in a few moments, there are still about 650,000 uncovered emails as a part of this investigation. Uh, So (laughs) the NFL is sitting on a lot of stuff. And if the Jeff Pash emails are any indication of what else is in there, the NFL's uh, head legal counsel, uh, then, yeah, then a lot of people, not just John Gruden, are going to be going down, and rightfully so. But let's start with John Gruden. And I mean, this is, it's inexcusable, obviously. Um, You know, and what makes this such a tragedy, is that he was coaching Carl Nassib, the first out gay player in NFL history. Uh, I have no doubt that John Gruden still thinks this way. He was the Monday Night Football broadcaster in 2011 when he called Goodell the F-word, when he expressed these anti-gay sentiments and emailed these slurs to a team president, his buddy, Bruce Allen, these emails were from 2011 to 2018. So there's no doubt in my mind that Gruden still thinks that way. He said all the right things about Carl Nassib this summer and into this season. Nassib obviously played like everybody else, but this gives you a window into what Gruden is really about and how he really talks and how he really thinks. So it's just, you you can't coach an out gay player. (laughs) Sorry, you just can't. And We ask ourselves all the time, and we spend a lot of time talking about it on the show. In fact, last week, I talked about the results of our big out-sports survey that showed 95% of out-athletes reported a neutral or positive experience when they came out to their teammates. And that's great. But then we wonder, well, why does that not translate to the elite male team sports, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL? And the answer is, in these John Gruden emails it's an important reminder that what is said publicly is not always what is expressed privately. Again, Gruden said all the right things about Carl Nassib. He said, I learned a long time ago, it makes us different, makes us great. And then we see him telling Roger Goodell to hide in his concussion prevention tent because the NFL is trying to become too safe and care about the players too much. So (laughs) that shows you why... There is just one out gay player in the NFL right now, because there's no doubt that this clubby, atavistic culture still exists at many levels of the league. John Gruden and Bruce Allen, those are two football lifers. Bruce Allen's father, George Allen, one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. John Gruden's father was a longtime coach at Notre Dame, brother a coach as well. They've always been around football. These are the guys still largely sitting at the top of the league. We see the changes within the NFL as well. Gruden resigned as soon as these emails were released on Monday. The Buccaneers announced they are removing him from their Hall of Fame, though, I mean, that's a bit, That's really just more for show because Warren Sapp and his legal troubles still in the Ring of Honor they employ Antonio Brown, uh, who certainly has a litany of legal issues, Richard Sherman in the midst of legal issues as well. So hypocritical on the Buccaneers' part, and also uh, face-saving rather on the Buccaneers' part, where Gruden coached for several years from uh, 2001 through 2008. Uh, 2002, rather, through 2008, I believe it was, and he won that Super Bowl in 02 off Tony Dungy's defense, but, uh, you know, at that point, the Buccaneers had to know who he was. Keyshawn Johnson said it this week. He always knew John Gruden was a fraud, and we want to congratulate Mark Davis for doing the right thing and demanding Gruding's resignation as soon as this happened Monday night. And we get all the reports about Mark Davis, just like Al. His dad is all about inclusivity and diversity. And, and the Raiders are. I mean, I believe that. I mean, Amy Trask is one of the few uh, females to serve in, a, in, in one of the highest ranking personnel roles in a front office. So I I don't doubt that. But, you know, Mark Davis also has been a football lifer for he must have known what John Gruden was really all about. He had to have known that. So it's great that you're all about inclusivity and you support Carl Nassib and Gruden had to go after these emails and and I believe all that. But Mark Davis also had to know the kind of person he was hiring when he brought in John Gruden. And it just shows that there's still a lot of work to do around the NFL with this. And most of all, Sid Ziegler, I think, wrote an excellent column on Outsports this week. The person who this affects the most and the person who I feel the most bad for in all of this is Carl Nassib. He had to take a personal day uh, from practice this week. The Raiders GM Mike Mayock announced it to the press, um, and I think Mayock said it really well that Carl Nassib is in a community of one right now in the NFL as the only out gay player. And of course, it's not true. We know there are many more out gay players in the NFL. We know that. But NASA's the only one who's come out. And as a result, he may feel more alone now than before he came out. And that's a tragedy. And that needs to change. I mean, he lives his truth, he does a very brave thing, he's publicly accepted and embraced by his teammates, his coaches, he just wants to play football, he doesn't want to be bothered with this stuff, and now here it is. Your coach called the NFL commissioner the F-word, the worst slur you can direct towards a gay person. And now it can't be about the football for Carl Nassib and that stinks. Who would have thunk that the straight coach wound up being way more of the distraction than the gay player? So that's the John Gruden piece of this. The other piece of this, more of the meta piece of this, I guess, right? The the big picture piece is this actual investigation. What is it? It's confusing, but basically... The NFL was investigating the Washington football team for its toxic workplace culture. Last summer, 2020, you may remember the Washington Post had a huge expose about sexual harassment that ran rampant with the Washington cheerleaders doing bikini photo shoots for VIPs. Daniel Snyder getting emailed or people around Daniel Snyder getting emailed videos with topless women, these cheerleaders, sexual harassment, as I mentioned, running rampant, several resignations last summer when this happened. So the NFL launches its investigation. It says it will not release any of the findings due to the sensitivity of the allegations. And yet these Gruden things get leaked out of the 650,000 emails that are out there. Why? Why these Gruden emails? Is it because he called Goodell the F-word and they said, screw this guy, we're going to get him, maybe? Or is it because these Gruden emails were already part of a public court filing? Why? What is that, you ask? Well, remember, Adam Schefter had his emails to Bruce Allen leaked as well. Schefter called Bruce Allen Mr. Editor and sent him along a story he was planning to publish with a 2011 NFL lockout. Why are those out there? Well, Dan Snyder filed a defamation lawsuit in the summer of 2020 against these obscure troll farm websites that were publishing stories, and this came ahead of the Washington Post expose. Before that expose, but the sexual harassment and the treatment of the cheerleaders, there was rampant online speculation for a couple of weeks, actually, about what was actually going to be in these stories. And this obscure Troll Farm website ran a number of posts saying that Daniel Snyder was tied to Jeffrey Epstein and that Daniel Snyder was... Uh, you know, on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, that they were thinking of changing the name from, uh, to the Washington Epsteins, (laughs) like, seriously, that was the name of a headline, like, Daniel Snyder, Washington Epsteins, (laughs) like, it's, it's absurd, I mean, maybe not, knowing the, the, the scoundrel that Dan Snyder is, but, I mean, totally, like, crazy, crazy, uh, stuff on this troll farm site, and Snyder sues them for defamation, and as part of the suit, says Bruce Allen was talking to the press, trying to find the leak in the organization, so they get Bruce Allen's emails, and these Gruden emails are relevant, as are the Schefter emails, because it shows that Bruce Allen was talking to the press. He said he never talked to the press. These emails show he was talking to the press. He was talking to the lead announcer for Monday Night Football and ESPN's lead NFL reporter, Adam Schefter. So that's why Snyder's team submitted these emails as evidence in the case. They're on the public record. Gruden's name is redacted. He's referred to as Monday Night Football announcer. (laughs) Like, okay, like not very coy or subtle at all. So... These things were out there anyway, so the NFL probably figured, well, this can go one of two ways. Either an enterprising reporter is going to find these on their own and publish them, and then we're going to have a whole additional scandal about the cover-up, what did the NFL know, why did they protect John Gruden, or they can selectively leak these emails, drip, 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 until Gruden is fired or forced to resign. That is what I think happened. But still, I want to see that there's 650,000 emails. I want to see what's in Daniel Snyder's inbox. We already have seen what's in Jeff Pash's inbox, one of the head NFL executives, one of Goodell's right-hand mans. And I say right literally because, man, he is to the right of... Woo, woo. During one exchange, he was emailing with Bruce Allen, and Bruce Allen sent him some theme song that the uh, Washington team was putting out there to attract Latino fans and Pash remarks. Well, I mean, will that song still be necessary? I don't think that song will be necessary after we build the wall. Like, middle school level stuff. Not quite sure who leaked that. Obviously, the NFL didn't have an interest in leaking the Jeff Pash emails. So I don't know. But these things are floating out there and we're going to see much more of them is my final, is my ultimate prediction. And uh, yeah, I want to see the Daniel Snyder emails John Gruden should not be the only fall guy here. That's not a defense of him. He deserved everything that happened to him. But there are others. There are others. And there might be even more stuff in these emails. Oh, sorry. All right. So that's the the scoop, rather, on the NFL email gate and John Gruden. And I think, again, there's going to be just more of this stuff Coming out there. The other thing I wanted to quickly hit on was Mike Tarico and Tony Dungy's blind defense of John Gruden on NBC's Football Night in America last Sunday night, the Sunday night football pregame show. Uh, This was before the homophobic emails were out there, but we knew there were other Gruden emails because he acknowledged himself last weekend before he resigned that the league was investigating this. Um, but Tony Dungy, Mike Tirico, man, a blind defense of John Gruden. Mike Tirico, who worked with Gruden on Monday Night Football, said he never saw any racist behavior from Gruden. Tony Dungy said he's not going to chalk everything up to racism. Gruden apologized. We need to move on. Uh, I mean, it just shows you, first of all, the notion that, well, they've never been racist in front of me, so, I mean, how could they be racist? We know that that is wrong. I mean, it happens all the time. Right? People show different sides of themselves to different people. And also it just shows you that NBC Telecast in particular, what complete and utter NFL shills that they are. Dungey, Tarico, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, I mean just total NFL shills. That's what that broadcast is, and that's what their defense was of John Gruden. Never mind Tony Dungey's abhorrent history. When it comes to commenting on gay players, gay people in general, he said he would not have drafted Michael Sam because Sam would have been a distraction. In a follow-up tweet this week, Dungy said he will forgive Gruden if Gruden shows true remorse in capital letters. Well, that's more than Tony Dungy has ever shown for his remarks about Michael Sam. In fact, his only statement on it has been that he was, quote, speaking honestly. So there you go. Tony Dungy. I Stick to the defense. You know defense. Stick to that. No need to hear him really on anything else, especially a topic like this. So, woo, a supercharged edition of the Sports Kiki Podcast this week. Thank you all for listening. My name, as always, is Alex Reamer. If you have any show or guest ideas, please feel free to drop me a line on Twitter, at AlexReamer1. That, again, is at AlexReamer1. So long. We'll talk to you next Saturday.